Hello, um, my name is Amy from Japan, and I have not seen my kids from 2013. My son is Toa. He must be 10 now when he was abducted too, though. And about my daughter, he is she is Ayano. Uh, she turns to be eight, um, but when she was abducted at the time, she was a breastfeeding baby. This is my story. is about a Japanese mom who had her kids abducted by her ex-husband and then was tricked by the ex-husband's lawyers to sign over the custody of her kids. In the last eight years, she has tried everything possible through the Japanese courts and was let down by the Japanese system over and over again. Amy had been separated from her kids for the last eight years and now, being frustrated by the system, she taught herself how to speak in English through the movies and listening to radio just so that she can speak with people around the world to highlight the real situation in Japan. Before we get to the episode, I would like to remind everyone that we recently launched a petition targeted at the Japanese government to stand up for the 3 million kids who have been trafficked since 1991 legally with the help of single custody laws in Japan. Winning this campaign depends on our ability to call on thousands of supporters like you. Your support is all we need. Please sign and share our petition and tell the international organizations and the governments from around the world to pressure Japan to adopt joint custody laws. You can find more information about the petition at www.change.org slash Japan. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Amy, thank you for taking the time to be on this podcast. I know this is the very first time you're doing this on a podcast like ours, and I can assure you that if you think we need to edit out something or bleep out anything you say, just let us know. We don't want you to get in trouble because you say something here. And just remember that this is a completely safe space for you to talk about your story and what happened with you. No, you, you, can, you can record any time because I don't, I mean, I have nothing to lose. Really, eight years, no contact with my children. So I have no contact, no contact. I mean, no, I mean, nothing to lose. That's why I'm revealing everything. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm talking too loud. I mean. So, you know, I mean, I mean, being emotional is really, how can I say, you know, it's not good. It's not um, pro- appropriate in, here in Japan. They can use that kind of mentally problem or something like that. If I, you know, cry or, you know, just show my feeling with my attitude, you know. This is Japan, actually. So I have to be calm or can I behave? I mean, like. Like, um, can I say, I mean, 
can I cry? I mean, I, I, I'm really serious, um, but I have to hide my feeling here in Japan. I mean, I have to be calm all the time, you know. Uh, um, so maybe cultural difference, you know. I have to uh, understand. I mean, I cannot show my real feeling like crying or, you know, here in Japan. So what about the podcast you're recording? I mean, your this, this time? When it comes to your double podcast, you are totally allowed to laugh with me or cry with me or even shout at the world together with me. I understand that it must feel pretty isolating being suppressed like that in Japan. So you have my full approval to say or do whatever you're comfortable with. We are not a TV show or we do not want to embarrass you or show the world the worst side of people. But as long as you're comfortable with whatever you're saying in this podcast, I'm fine with letting our listeners Listen to it and empathize and understand what you're trying to say. Maybe I want to show on a TV show, really. I want to reveal everything, what happened to me and my, you know, kids. Really, I have nothing, nothing to lose anymore. I want to show everything to the world. That's why I, need, I use, I, I, you know, I'm using English. Because I want, it doesn't make sense if I talk to only Japanese, you know, fun, functional system. I experienced for eight years. That is totally awesome. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. I know that your kids got abducted by their father or your ex-husband yes. in 2013. Right. Can you briefly tell me the story of the abduction and how did it go down? Um, okay. Um, I mean, that was in August in 2013. And then I, you know, I, was, um, I had a breastfeeding baby. I mean, just three months old baby. She, she's Ayano, my daughter. And then also I had, I had my, you know, son. He was two at a time, and then, I mean, um, you know, and I, you know, I, I, um, I, can I went to, I went to grocery store and go shopping for thirty or forty minutes to with my son at the time because uh, my ex husband was you know, came back. I mean, he just came back only once a week. He just told me it, it was you know due to the you know his job. But now I I know it's not a true. But at the time I believed him, you know everything. That's why I didn't, you know, um, how can I say? I didn't. I mean, I, I believed him at the time. So, and that's and actually, and he came back to my house at the time. So I just asked about my daughter, you know, um, for breastfeeding baby daughter, and and then I I went to the grocery store with my son for thirty or forty minutes. And then we, when we came back, there was a, you know, police cars, maybe four or five police cars. And that I was really surprised why. And then, you know, um, then I noticed, you know, my daughter was missing. And then I was, you know, was panicked. And then I was just, you know, yelling and crying and shouting. Uh, and then I was struggling to the police, you know, why? Why you know my daughter disappeared and is was missing and something like that? I was just crying, and then I noticed I noticed that my son was also you know disappeared, and then you know at the time I didn't understand what was going on, what you know what happened. Um, then you know I mean. The, the police told me I have to be calmed down or something like that. And then I have to, you know, I mean, how can I say I have to be calmed down? And then I 
noticed also I'm there was a broken furniture, broke a lot of, I mean, broken furniture in my house. Of course, I didn't do that, but you know, the police told me <laughs> my I did the, you know, I how can I say I broke the kind furniture, you know, in my house. I didn't, but you know, in advance, my ex-husband did that when I was out with my son. You know, that was a scenario, that was a flow for abduction. And I um, you know, that is a strategic, strategic, you know, abduction scenario. I know that because after the abduction, um, I met many people, you know, left behind parents, Japanese people, and then actually they had the same, you know, experience. I mean, when they came back, you know, when they, when they, after they were out and they came back, you know, there was a police car waiting for, you know, the house, in front of the house. Understand? Yep, I understand, and I'm listening to what you're trying to say. You know, um, I should be. The police told me I should be calm down at the time. You know, when I when I noticed, you know, my daughter was missing. Um, at the time, I was no rational, you know, because I was, I was, I wanted to breastfeed my baby daughter, you know, baby daughter, Ayana. And then after, um, but the police told me I should have time to, you know. To be relaxed, or you know, I mean, how can I say? Um, to be calm, calm down. So I just, you know, I mean, I, I didn't under, understand what I, what happened at the time. That's why I just followed, accepted the police police, you know, suggestion at the time. And then, but you know, I'm a woman. I was a breastfeeding mother at the time. And then I was really good at, you know, I mean, a full of breastfeeding. And that's why, um, you know, when the time passed, I mean, when for one hour or two hours and three hours, they might felt pain to my um, breast because I was the breastfeeding mother at the time. And then I wanted to, you know, breastfeed my baby. And of course, I just got worried about my daughter. You know, she has to. She has to fed. She has to be fed. I mean, she has to be. How can I say? She has to, because she must be hungry at the time. You know, she was thirsty. At, you know, and then I asked the police. You know, just get my daughter back. Only even the get you know daughter back. And then finally, uh, first my daughter, you know, came back to me once, and then of course I wanted to get my son back too. Really. Um, that's why I went to the, um, you know, I mean, um, my ex-husband's brother's house. I mean, um, I had a family problem. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a connection with my family. I mean, and maybe it's a common here in Japan. Um, and my mother died um, when I was 24. Um, and then I, uh, you know, I, I didn't have my real father. I uh, didn't I had anybody to help me, you, you know, like um, except for my friends and mother, mommy friends. Um, that's why I didn't I had a problem. I mean, I had a I mean, not no problem. I mean, I had a family issue, connection issue or something kind, kind of, you know, um, 
And then, I mean, about my ex, ex-husband, he had, um, um, his brother lived near our house at the time. So I just knew my, my son was there. That's why after that, I went to, you know, um, give my son back to the house. And then, you know, at the good, perfect timing, he, my ex just came out of the house when I came to the, when I went to the house. Um, you know, I was not rational at the time because I wanted to keep, uh, get my, get my son back too. Um, then, you know, something happened. I mean, from him to, you know, came to me and then something happened. And I, I won't say now because, you know, kind of discrimination, something like that, maybe some of you have. But uh, I hope many, many people will understand the mother's feeling. I mean, suddenly your kids are, dis- dis- you know, disappeared suddenly. And then you didn't, you, I was not expected. Of course I was not, ex- I didn't expect that. <laughs> and, um, you know, anyway, um, I was mentally, how can I say, not safe. I mean, I'm not, um, how can I say, um, I was not mentally um, um, stable because I lost my, I, I mean, my, my children was taken or, or taken suddenly, um, after, um, you know, and then, yeah, and then I, I couldn't, even now, I, I, I don't, I cannot forget my children. And then I tried to, I, 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 asked, I asked, you know, at first I didn't know about Japanese family law system. Um, no, never, no, no information at the time, but I was just, and then I didn't, you know, had a motivation to investigate the, what kind of system, you know, are, or something like that here in Japan. I didn't have a motivation or power or energy at the time. So one year passed maybe, and then 2014, his ex, ex-lawyer, ex attorney, uh, Masami Kimura. Masami means um, the truth in Japanese character, ironically. He just told me, I can see any time my kids, you know, um, if I give the, all of the custody to my ex-husband, then I said, oh, okay, yes. If I see, if I can see my kids, two kids, then I just, I mean, accepted his suggestion perfectly without no agreement with, between me and my ex-husband. Since then, I have no information. Of course, not before, even before that, I didn't have any information um, about my kids. Uh, or, I mean, that's why I was just, you know, I wanted to see my kids really because my kids are, are growing. Even now they are growing. I wanted to see immediately, even, you know, at the time. That's why I just accepted his suggestion. <laughs> then he used the custody, you know, as a custody holder in Japan. Um, he can use, the, you know, the right as a custody holder. I mean, he he said he doesn't want to meet, he doesn't want me to see my kids. Then 
that is accepted perfectly because he has a custody holder. That is a reality in Japan. Emmy, I have a follow up question for you based on what you're saying so far. How was your relationship with your ex husband, and why do you think he decided to abduct your kids instead of sharing custody with you? Actually, not, not good. I mean, but I mean, at the time, I mean, yes, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's good to say or not. I mean, Trust me, it's all good. As I say, this is a safe environment for you to share exactly what happened. Actually, you know, he was popular. I mean, he was popular. I mean, how can I say? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was a kind of player. I mean, womanizer, womanizer. Um, then I was young, you know, when I met him. I mean, the timing there, you know, I met him was just my mother died. My mother died in um, 20... Um, 23 and after that um my i i met my ex-husband so you know and um, you understand the flow i mean yep i do understand the flow of what is happening but i'm just wondering why did you decide to marry him if you knew he was a player and a womanizer ah uh, yeah because i was young you know, and then I did, you know, I actually, I, uh, maybe I was also a parental alienation syndrome. I mean, I didn't know the word actually at first, really. I just learned, you know, parental alienation syndrome, you know that? Yep, I do. This whole podcast is devoted towards uh, parental alienation. Oh, you do? Uh, okay. And then I didn't know the word at first. And then I just learned during the separation, you know, the cut, this cut, cut off time period, many, many words. Um, and then I realized I was in the, you know, parental alienation syndrome too. I mean, um, from my childhood, um, my I, you know, I didn't have my real father. When I was in 13, um, my mom, you know, married with um, another, another man. I mean, uh, he's my stepfather, but he told me, you know, he's kind really, but he's old now. So he doesn't want to, you know, I mean want to have any more troubles you know because of me so so you know i cannot rely on him i mean that's why i'm alone all the time okay from the childhood i didn't have my father and then my mom mother my them i mean mom always told me uh, you know i have to be careful i mean i he, he, she told me i know i have to be careful if my real father appeared in front of me i mean if he appeared then I should call the police immediately. My mom, mom always used to tell me because he is, maybe he may kill, my, kill me or, you know, he maybe he might kill me or he might, you know, take me or uh, really he is aggressive, aggressive man or something like that. Every day, every day, just, you know, she just told me every day. That's why I was just scared about my real father. I, and then I did. You know, how can I say? I um, and then my mother always used to tell me, used to tell tell me all the time. I resemble their man. I mean, that man means my real father. That's why I'm not good. You know, get out of here or, you know, something like that. Because uh, th that's why I was not. I mean, I didn't know the affectionate or something kind of. I mean, um, I was not good good girl from childhood. I mean, I'm, I was mentally maybe empty or, you know, that's why. 
that's why I wanted to be have a family um, as soon as possible. I mean, then my ex-husband appeared after my mother died. Um, then I knew she, actually he was married with another woman at the time. Um, and he had actually um, had a children you know, at the time. But he told me he doesn't care. He's interested in me or something like that. He wants to have a baby with me, even though he married with another woman. He got married with another woman at the time, but he said he will divorce with her, you know, something like that. Then I wanted to have uh, my safe personal kind of space. I mean, mental, mental space. I mean, from child, from my childhood, I didn't have my, you know, safety. How can I say frame or safety room in my, in my, how can I say men, mental feeling? I mean, that's why I wanted to. That maybe I was selfish. I was just young. Um, then I was rash with him. I mean, to be with him because he was so kind to me at the time, and then. That's why I didn't have uh, ability to check uh, the man is good or not. I was just in rush. And then he finally divorced with um, the previous women. And then after that, he, um, but actually, you know, he, he was popular. I mean, he was a womanizer or something. And so several times we split it, broke up but he came back to me or just repeated or, you know, some kind of relationship. And then actually I took abortion. I mean, because he ex escaped one time. Uh, I should have noticed at the time, I mean, who he is, what kind of person he is. I should have noticed at the time, but I was just depending on him. I mean, mentally, emotionally. Um, I mean, how can I say? Because, um, you know, I, and then he, he's a, he is, he was rich at the time. I mean, he, he earned on my, on his arm. And then I was long for him. I mean, I was poor. I mean, I did not have my father. I mean, my mom always busy with her job. And then even in this time in, I mean, I, we couldn't have money to eat dinner, supper. You maybe can you believe it? It's, it's incredible, but it is a fact. That's why I just was stick to the money at the time, maybe. And then he paid for me a lot. Uh, I mean, anytime if I want something, you know, and then I was lucky. I thought I just misunderstood because he had a woman, you know, he, he was married to another woman at the time. He had another other babies to I don't know, maybe two baby, two, two children at a time. But he said he doesn't care. He he doesn't care. He said I should have noticed at the time what type of character he he is. But I I was young. I was selfish, you know. From what you're saying, I can deduce that you grew up isolated from a good father figure, and you come from a broken family too. Obviously, you were attracted to the safety that this guy promised you. That is totally understandable as you were young and I know that the listeners can empathize to that too. Now, with that said, can you break down how did it ended up 
with him abducting your kids because I understand that he might be a womanizer and doesn't actually want to have kids as you were asked to abort your kid. But I'm wondering how did it flip to him abducting your kids? Yeah, maybe because, you know, he just um, get bored uh, of me. I mean, you know, he cannot stick to one woman. He cannot understand. I mean, because when during the marriage marriage period, I mean, I, I just, you know, checked his mobile actually. And then, you know, my friend of mine just you sent him a mail. And then I just, you know, show him. I saw your mobile, I, you know, and said to him, and then he apologized to me at the time, something like that. You know, he was a woman either. He was kind to women, understand? And um, that's why, you know, I, I, I understood. I mean, he was so popular among women. He's so kind. I mean, how can I say? He is good at treating women. I mean, that's all. I, I mean, I don't know how to say. I mean. But that kind of relationship will end, you know, actually, because, you know, he always go to other women anytime. So I knew, I mean, he had another woman, maybe only, not only one, maybe, I don't know, but also two or three, I don't know. But that's why he didn't come back to my house, even though I have my, you know, son and daughter. But I didn't. You know, how can I say? I believed him. I just, I wanted to believe him. That's why, um, you know, I didn't, how can I say? I tried to not, I tried to not to understand and notice, you know, he has another woman, maybe. Uh, but, you know, um, but I want to say something like, you know, why you always go out, even though I, have a breastfeeding baby and my son, you know, my son was also like, you know, no, 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 I don't want to do anything. You know, the kind of period, you know, that he was two at the time. And then I was mentally, how can I say, you know, not say st stable. So I wanted to him to join, you know, the parenting, but he didn't never. Um, so I just complained when he came back, you know, to, to my to, to our house once a week. That's why our relationship getting bad. Yeah, I understand what you are trying to say. But let's get slightly deeper into the abduction itself. I didn't notice. I didn't notice his plan. Yep, exactly what I'm thinking, right? But what did he do with the kids once he abducted them? And what are the processes or as you call what did he plan to do with the kids? Ah, uh, okay. Um, uh, where? I mean, okay. Uh, I, I, as I told you, I didn't have any family um, relatives. Um, relatives. I mean, you know, I can depend on. But he had um, brother. His brother lives lives near our house at the time. You know, that's why I I I knew my daughter and daughter and son were there, my brother, at my ex-husband's brother's house. Um, then, you know, um, that's why I went to the house to get my son back after I, I got my daughter back two days later, or, you know, because I was worried about my son too, you know. And, you know, the good timing, perfect timing, 
my ex appeared. I mean, just get out of the brother's, his brother's house when I, you know, was going to the house. You know, that was perfect timing. I understand why you're calling it a plan now. But with that said, can you explain to me what did you do after you learned that your kids got abducted or taken by your ex-husband? Of course. I, I tried to access, I mean, I tried to, uh, yeah, and then I, you know, actually experienced eight years, you know, for the Japanese, you know, family family law system. I mean, but that was, doesn't make sense. No, no sense. I mean, how can I say? Um, my first attorney, um, Tomoyuki Watabe, just, he was my first attorney and then i didn't know the system i mean this job you know and the man how can i um how can i say based on the money i mean attorney japanese attorney i don't know other countries but the attorney always think about money okay um then my, my first attorney his name is um tomoyuki watabe just um, you know said um he made an arrangement to talk with the, you know, I mean, my ex-husband's attorney, Masami Kimura. And then I met, and then, you know, but now, how can I say, but, um, but then they just say, I have an illusion. I am a liar or something like that, because I, I didn't decode. I didn't do recording, audio recording at the time because I believed the lawyers, attorneys. Of course, I just know I have made many approaches to, you know, the court, Japanese family court. But, you know, they always told me I don't have the custody. And then the judge, Tomoko Goda, her name is Tomoko Goda. She told me, you know, students don't have to, I mean, human rights. I asked why, and she was grinning and grinning, you know, just grinning and said, because this is Japan, she said clearly to me in the family court. That's why I decided to do audio recording from after that, because she know, you know, audio recording is prohibited here in Japan. I mean, Japanese family court. That's why she said like that. You know, children, because this is Japan, she um, she said, um, you know, children don't have human rights because this is Japan. She clearly said to me. Yeah, whatever she said was completely, utterly bullshit. What if you she ask said me, to me, the moment somebody is born, they are born with whatever rights they're supposed to have as a human being. Doesn't matter your age is, right? But with that said, let's get slightly deeper into... What are the things that you experienced while you were in, in the court, especially you getting denied custody and so on? Yeah, because I don't have the custody rights. I don't have the custody, so I don't have any rights to say anything. And then, you know, the investigator, some of the investigator from the, you know, how can I say, I mean, the family court said, you know, why? Why do I want to see my kids? Why? He asked me. And she asked me, other, other people, many, many investigators ask me, why? Why do I want to see my kids? <laughs> Nonsense. No, what? How can I say? Me, no meaning. No meaning question. 
understand this is Japan. What can I say other kind of stuff? I mean, I tried, I tried to approach the family court, but every time, you know, anything, I mean, they say, you know, you are not a custody holder. That's all. So what else I can, you know, can I say? I just want to see my kids. I was just, how can I say, enthusiastic. I mean, I was just, you know, focused on, you know, my my children's safety, safety or their growth or their feeling or, you know, many, I mean, based on my children. But they told me this is Japan. So the judge and other investigators from the child, you know, I mean, family code system said, Every every day and you know, everyone said the same thing. Only that the most important thing is that you know you if I have the custody holder or not. That's all. Only that. Really. This is exactly why we at FMP are trying our best to get the family court reformation in Japan, especially when it comes to child custody. As a mom who have gone through the system, can you explain how do you feel about the Japanese family courts in general so that our listeners can understand the perspective of someone who have been totally let down by the system in Japan? Ridiculous, ridiculous, unreasonable, unreasonable. I mean, I didn't expect, I mean, how bad, you know, the, the, the system, Japanese family law system is... You know, like like this. I mean, I didn't expect this. That it maybe maybe many other Japanese people didn't expect how bad, how how horrible this nation is. I mean, in Japan, children are not important. Actually, the government, the administration, the say, you know, children are treasure. That but just they are just saying. You know, actually, I try to call the. You know, many, many places to, how can I say, you know, child protection center or something like that. But they, they said, do you have the custody holder? And then I say, no. Then, oh, so you cannot approach to my children, your children. They say, they, they say the same thing. Everything, even the elementary school, even the kindergarten. And then I, you know, actually I just did audio recording. The conversation with the kindergarten, I mean, the boss of the kindergarten, he told me, you know, it's um, it's not good. I mean, it's troublesome. I mean, disgusting. I mean, if I to invite him in, visit the kindergarten because, you know, I'm not a custody holder. <laughs> you know, even the boss of the kindergarten say said like that. I, I just made an audio recording at the time. I have the audio recording and then just post it on my Facebook and Twitter. That this is Japan. In Japan, children are not important. You know, for example, in the Olympics, in the hot summer, in the hot, humid summer in this nation, the children, children of Tokyo have to go to see the Olympic. And then they cannot bring water. Can you believe it? This is Japan. They don't care about children. Never. That's why I'm just worried about my children. Robot, you know, robot manufacturing system. 
really, people here cannot, I mean, I mean, have, a, I mean, energy or kind of power or because we are manipulated to be a robot, really. In a you know certain framework, we have to be inside the framework, frame, frame, all the time. The always teacher used to my also my parents, other people in the in you know in my workplace, you know many adults from my childhood. They always told told to us that we have to inside the frame all the time, you know, like a robot. We cannot be out of the frame. It's not good. You, we are manipulated from childhood. That's why few people, um, you know, um, have questioning. I mean, about the child abduction. They don't. They have no emotion here in Japan. I just worried about my kids because they are, you know, educated here in this robot manufacturing society, like like me, like myself. They don't know the global standard. They, they, of course, me, I also don't have a um, chance to learn global standard thinking concepts. Uh, about me, I just learned on my own, really. I was because I, I, I don't didn't like I didn't want to be a robot anymore. And then I noticed this this nation is very horrible because the you know, abduction, child abduction is common here in Japan. It's incredible, but here in Japan, it is common. Actually, the judge Tomoko Goda told me clearly, just grinning to me. I never forget what she behaved, how she, you know, how she behaved, what he told me, grinning. Children don't have human rights. I am not a liar. I can say that. You know, because I am telling the truth. I am telling the fact. You know, I, I, I'm ready to reveal everything what is happening in this country, in this nation. Emmy, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you posted about your case in social media, you were called by the police and uh, told not to do such a thing. Is that right? Is that what exactly happened? Okay. Um, um, okay. And uh, now, I mean... I have nothing to lose. That's why I posted and what happened to myself with my face, maybe from one or two years ago, maybe, maybe you know, the abduction was, was done in 2013. So eight years ago, you know, so six years, about six years, I endured, I mean, to reveal to, you know, I mean, to the world and to other people, I mean, because it is embarrassing. Maybe embarrassing is a Japanese kind of culture. So only my bo- boss and you know, no boss and a few people know about my, you know what happened to me. But I, I just dis, you know, decided. I mean, I noticed I have to reveal everything what is happening. I mean, I should not feel embarrassed anymore. I cannot endure anymore because no contact with my children for eight years. So, you know, I, I mean, um, I have nothing to lose now. So that's why I posted my ex-husband's, um, I mean, face and, you know, my lawyers, you know, 
uh, ex-husband's lawyers, you know, what they, what they did for the abduction. And then last year, no, no, not last year, this March, suddenly this March, so 2020, March 2020, uh, the police office, police just told, um, called me suddenly. And then I will be arrested if I keep posting the Twitter. Um, okay, they, I, I said, I don't care. I mean, I have nothing to lose. So, but the police told me uh, I should go to the police station, police, you know, to talk uh, at first. And so that's why I was ready to be arrested, actually, at the time. But now, nothing happened. Since then, for three months passed, but nothing happened. You know, the police just told a lie. He, he would arrest me. He told me on the phone. But, you know... <laughs> And maybe I, I did audio recording at the time. Maybe, you know, I have to check later with a you know, conversation with a policeman. He told me he will arrest me if I post, keep posting the Twitter. But, you know, nothing happened. That's why I'm just keep, keep just, I'm also now, you know, keep keeping, I mean, to, you know, just posting. I don't care. I have nothing to lose. About the ex-husband's attorney, um, maybe that was in 2019, so 2019, 2020, 2020, yeah, 20, January 2020. Um, he's, I went to, um, the, you know, maybe I, I sent the video to the find my parents um, messenger that I visited, when I visited the ex-husband, Tony Masami Kimura. You know, the truth, ironically, his name means truth. And then I, I talked, I tried to talk to him. Why, why, you know, did you, did you lie at the time? I tried, I wanted to ask him, but he's maybe his wife, I don't know, his partner said, this woman, I mean, she said to him, this woman is audio, making all the recording. She said, that's why he tried to say something to me, but he, you know, he didn't say anything to me. Um, then I said loudly, this is Masami Kimura, you know, he's a lawyer for abduction or something like that. But this is not natural. This is not good here in Japan. We have to be rowed all the time. We have to be calm all the time. So many people were just, you know, looking at me just like, how can I say, with a weird face. But I didn't care because I wanted to, him to say the truth, that fact, you know, of, uh, ironically, his name means truth, you know, but I don't want to, I mean, use that word truth because feels sucks. I mean, because remembering and imagine, imagining about the lawyer. So I will use the word, the fact, not the truth. I mean, and then, oh yeah, because I feel, you know, um, and then I, I really wanted to, wanted him to say the fact, you know, why, why did he, why did you, you know, I mean, say, uh, lie to me at the time? You know, I wanted to ask him face to face, but he didn't say anything. And then he, and then, you know, the, uh, how can I say, his, his lawyer, I mean, my ex-husband's lawyer's partner, maybe she, you know, she is, is my, she is his partner, maybe. And then she called the police at the time too. 
And then police told me, uh, came to me, and then he tried to, you know, calm me, calm down, you know, tried to make me calm down. But I, I said, okay. And then the, through the police, the Masami Kimura said to the police, and then the police told me that he will send me a letter about that, you know, what he said. And then he sent me a letter. I, I, I can show anytime. I mean, you know, I have to maybe anyway. Um, and then in that document, in the letter, he said um, he doesn't remember what he told me. I mean, he said, you know, he I can see anytime if I give the custody, anytime, you know, but he doesn't remember what he said. <laughs> he said. And in the letter, he said, uh, and also about the Twitter, uh, he will sue me, you know. And then I'm waiting for one and a half years, you know, he will sue me. Because from me, I cannot see, sue him because there is a time limit for three years. I don't know, time, time limit? Do you understand time limit? Time limit legally. Legal time limit. Maybe it's a job. It's um Japanese, but I don't um yeah, time limit three and from me, time limit, there is a time limit, so I cannot sue him, but but from him, like Masami Kimura, from him he can sue me. So that's why I'm waiting because he he wrote down he will sue me about the Twitter or something. So he should sue me anytime. I'm waiting because I, I can say I can I can you know say that all of the facts. What happened in 2013 and 2014, you know, what she told me that lie, you know, that's why I'm just waiting for now. But nothing happened even now. I'm free, you know. And then even the policeman, I explained what happened. And the police said, oh, and then he, he said he never heard of the abduction, child abduction in this in Japan. He said, this is Japan. Nobody cares. No, you know, and many uh, few people have knowledge about child abduction here in Japan because they're not, you know, reported. Child abduction don't do not report it here in Japan on TV show or something. So many people don't know what is happening in this con- country. Many people think Japan is a great country, have a high technology, you know, have a gentle person, calm and robot. No, not robot, but just gentle or calm, but that and omotenashi, you know. But <laughs> this is, uh, you, you can get omotenashi if you pay, if you pay a lot of money. It's based on money. Um, mentally poor. I know m- many Japanese maybe noticed that. Um, you know, actually, many Japanese hate each other. To tell the truth, they don't. Maybe, maybe incredible for all of you. Maybe, but if you come to Japan, then you will notice the situation. I mean, not everyone, not everyone, but many. Maybe ninety percent, ninety percent, or ninety-nine percent. Maybe people here. Um, maybe you know, people hate each other actually, but they try to hide the reality. You know. If you go to the shopping or somewhere else, many, many people wear masks. It's not connected to the coroner, you know, coronavirus or something. They, I didn't notice at the time, but I now know that many people try to avoid contact with anyone else. 
you know, they always try to wear masks and then like glasses, even in the winter, even in the, you know, rainy days, you know, with, with, um, you know, how can I say, with caps and hats, with masks and glasses, sunglasses, you know, they always try to hide communication. I mean, here in Japan, that's a problem. And then many people no, must notice the situation in this country. That's why. And then from childhood, we my the teacher always told us that, uh, you know, Western people are good, better, or, you know, American people are better or something like that. That's why people are long for um, foreign people. I mean, maybe I, maybe I used to be, I mean, and now I understand there's a discrimination or something, but how can I say that's why we, I, of course, I have maybe kind of feeling that in, yeah, I am inferior to that, uh, something like that. That's why that's a mental problem. But in Japan, this is reality, actually, the fact. And that's why I'm just care about, worry about my children because they are educated in Japanese, um, you know, educational system. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Let me just say that I'm amazed by your courage and I wish more parents are willing to come forward and talk about how bad the system is. But unfortunately, a lot of Japanese people know that these things are happening, but they're afraid to talk about it or they're just not talking about it much. In your own experience, can you explain to me why that is happening? And at the same time, uh, what is your message to them, those who are not as courageous as yourself? Yeah, because this is, that is the culture. That is the culture. I, I told you, in Japan, we have to be robot. If you behave out of the frame, certain frame, you know, you will be excluded from the society. I'm lucky. I mean, my boss know everything about me, what happened. And then my boss, he is very kind, but he's old now. So, and I don't know about my future, but... Now, I mean, for about the lucky, I mean, I'm so lucky. I mean, after the ins after the abduction, and then, you know, the Masami Kimura told me that was July 7th, um, 2014. And then the next, and you know, I, I just gave the custody because he told me a lie. The next day, I mean, the July 8th, 2014, from that day, I'm working in their current workplace. Because my my boss is very kind, and then you know, he I just ex he just asked me why why you know you cannot meet see your kids or something like that, and then I want I didn't want to lie, so that's why I told everything what happened, and then I was you know thinking maybe I will be fired because you know I'm I'm talking I mean how can I say you know I mean Japanese company want only want the want to hire a robot I mean silent people but I want you know I'm like I'm a, I have a, this kind of character I say a lot of things so I was just no no I, I thought maybe I'll be fired soon but I don't know why but my boss accepted me even now so I'm lucky but typically um if you appear with your face and, and then get out of the frame certain frame you'll be excluded 100% from society out of society People are scared. We are educated. We have to be the same as other people. We have to same. We have to have the same thinking, you know, as other people. Even the color of our hair. This is 
fact. You know, this is a reality. Like the length of the nails, you know, you know, in the score, it's a called a kosoku, kosoku. I don't know the Japanese um, English. I, I will check later. There is a kosoku and um, score rule. Japanese, you know, in Japan, uh, you know, we have to have the same feeling. I mean, they have to have the same socks. So you have the same. We have to have the same socks. We have the same the same clothes. You have the same. How my our hair color have to be the same. We have to have the you know the same length of the nails. You know, this is Japan really incredible. Maybe from all over the world, but this is Japan. And and then originally, you know, the you know, I mean, how can I say from the statement from Yoshiro Mori, you know, the Olympic, um, you know, leader. You used to be he he was ex ex-leader, but he told the TV show, other TV show, you know, the woman should be, how can I say, especially women should be quiet or something like that. But actually, it is common here in Japan. So before the media from all over the world didn't say anything, uh, say anything, you know, that was not a problem here in Japan because this is common here in Japan. But the foreign media just, you know, try, uh, you know, picked up the news about Mori. And then after that, Japanese media also criticized the situation. You know, that is a reality. I mean, Japanese people, maybe me, always try to imitate, I mean, imitate, just follow the foreign, especially European, American media or thinking. Only that we don't have, I mean, I mean, people don't have our own thinking or own on action or you know we are educated we have to be robot from childhood i used to be like that really but maybe maybe from my character you know and then i didn't not have my father i was free i mean my mother always tried say me you know you are not a good girl you know <laughs> something like that something like that so i didn't i didn't feel affection from from towards me from my mother that's why I was just like maybe different from other people. I mean, I was free. I mean, like acted like, you know, I was just, how can I say, I don't know how to explain, but I, you know, I should not um, follow my other people from, I mean, around me because I was, maybe my family was maybe different from other people. And then I didn't care, I didn't care about people, you know, Maybe it's my character, maybe, but I don't care. I don't have to care. You know, I just want to see my kids. They are safe or not, you know, because there's a lot of news, abuse, child abuse news. I always hear, even today, I hear, I mean, I heard, every day happen, child, you know, abuse news. But the government never care because children are not important here in Japan. This is reality. But if I say the reality, the fact, they hate me, you know, because I'm out of the frame. That is a re- that's why, that's why many people, even the left behind the parent, doesn't don't want to appear, don't want to speak up. Actually, even the left behind the parent from Jap- Japanese, you know, uh, he is one of the one of them a uh, doctor. He is a doctor. And um, he is also left behind parents. And then he just 
directly text me, and then I should not criticize about this nation or, you know, and I should not use dirty words. I should not, I mean, like, I should be poli- poli- polite. Not only him, but also other people. I, I Actually, I got many, not many, I mean, not, yeah, many from Japanese. I mean, Japanese left behind parents. I got many texts that I should not criticize this nation or I should be, you know, polite because I am Japanese. Why? Why? I don't understand why. I mean, because I am Japanese, why I should not criticize, criticize you know, this nation's abduction. You know, but this is common here in Japan, really. That's why they, they don't want to appear. Not they, I mean, few people want to appear. I mean, like, how can I say, like this. About me, I don't care. I mean, I have nothing to lose because my children were taken. I don't know. I don't know they are, you know, where they are now. Even now, no information. Their looks, I don't know now. <laughs> but it is common here in Japan, unfortunately. And then I, I, I told, as I told you, uh, um, I didn't have my real father, but just, you know, after this, this, March or April after, you know, I got the police timing. I mean, the timing was that, how can I say? Um, at the end of the March, I got the phone call from police because, you know, I should be arrested. Maybe I will be arrested because of the posting on Twitter, but nothing happened. But after that, maybe timingly, one or two days later, actually, I met my real father. I just investigated. Anytime I could that, I mean, but I didn't have college to search for my real father. And finally we met only once, but he told me, oh yeah, we talked on four or five hours for the first time in 40 years. And the other time he was glad to see me, but now he is avoiding me. He said he should not be, I should not be connected with him because, you know, he has another family now and he has another woman now. So, you know, he has his own life and I have I my own life. So he, saw, he told me on the phone. So that was only the first, I mean, contact, only one time contact between me and my real father. But that is common, you know, family connection is not important here in Japan. Yeah, that is a very well said message to all these parents so they understand how deep the situation goes. Now, from what you're saying, right, I gather that the government, the politicians, the judges, the lawyers, and everyone else do not really care about the children or what's happening with the custody and how many parents are being left behind through abduction and alienation. Now, I'm just wondering, what is your message to these politicians, judges, lawyers, and even the Japanese government? Oh, okay. Tell, tell me, tell people the truth. No, not truth. I, mean, I feel, I'm, you know, like, okay. Tell, tell people the fact, what happened, what they did. Please. I want to say them. I want to say to them. I want to convey to them that they should tell the fact. They should tell the, you know, reality. They should tell people what they did, actually, without lies, without, 
they should. That is a justice. But in Japan, I mean, in, in this nation, there is no justice in this, you know, family court system. I know that because eight years passed, I experienced the family court for eight years. Even now, I'm, I just, you know, submitted the kind of documents because my ex-husband, you know, returned my present to my daughter. She became finally eight because the abduction, you know, was done in eight years ago. At the time, she was breastfeeding baby, you know, and she became eight this April. That's why I just, you know, I, <clears throat> I sent, um, actually, I sent present this time. I mean, but three times, three times returned. That's why I'm, I'm I, I mean, I, I try to approach uh, to the family court. I know that doesn't make sense, but I can left the evidence that, you know, what the court will do from now on, even this, even this uh, fact, I want to show, you know, what will happen to all of the world. That's why the, I'm just, uh, my bad, bad battle just, is just continuing even now. Yeah, in Japan, there is a lot of established interest groups, compli- complicated, I mean, related each other. That's why the marketing, you know, marketing, marketing in English. I don't know. It slow, slow, you know, works slow here in Japan. It's related to the established interest group too. Understand? Um, so it's really difficult, difficult to solve, solve this, solve, solve this kind of problem because it's related to the complicated established related interest groups in Japan. The lot of Lot of groups, you know, like that. Even the my ex-husband's, you know, attorney belongs to the students child human rights groups. He is a member. You know, they should collapse. They should be out of the group. I mean, I told you we have to be inside a certain group, inside the frame. But they should college. They should you know, change their mind. You know, the most important is children, our future. Children's our future. Is, uh, I mean, they are really, my children, of not only my children, but also other children are most important. But and they have to notice that. Um, but people here always try to belong to one, not only one, I mean, established interest groups. You know, they are complicated. Uh, they are connected to each other. Um, so the sy- system should be broken up at first. Um, you know, they should college to, um, you know, collapse the systematic, you know, business. You know, ch- actually child abduction is business for proclaimed human rights groups, actually. But they should notice what they are doing right now and they should tell the, tell the fact, you know. But I know it's a very tough thing. So I don't know. I can say that, but I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's um, possible or not. It is very difficult.
Yeah, trust me, I know how difficult it is. Uh, we've been trying for almost a year now to get uh, the right kind of messaging out to the Japan public, but there's a lot of resistance. And with the government, there's a lot of uh, lip service, but they haven't been doing anything much about it, right? But with that said, you being a mom, how do you feel being left behind by your kids and not even having a relationship I, with them? I, I actually, I should, be, I should be mom, but I, I don't feel anything now because I have no contact with them. I mean, I have no information about my kids. I only gave birth to them, only that. So I don't know about even my feeling. I mean, I want to feel the responsibility, but I don't know because they are alive or not. I cannot feel even they, you know, if they are alive or not, if they are alive or dead. I don't know. I cannot feel that because this is Japan, because I'm not a custody holder. The, 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 you know, other judge, Tomoko Goda, told me, this is Japan. I remember her. I never forget her words. I never forget her, what she told me, even though she will tell a lie, maybe, because, you know, audio recording is prohibited in Japanese family codes, you know. I don't know. I mean, I am a mother, biological mother. But I don't know even my feeling. That's a reality. Because I don't have any memories. No memories, especially with my breastfeeding daughter. Just I was just breastfeeding. Only that. I don't know her current face. I don't know. So I have to have a responsibility, but I don't I actually to tell the truth. I don't know. I mean, I want to see them, but I don't know how to communicate after. I finally could see them because, you know, even they don't know how to commu communicate with them. I mean, my son, actually, uh, he, he was just, you know, insisted, he insisted that, you know, the parenting is done by his mother. I mean, my children's grandmother, you know, but I said it, it, it is not true because it, uh, um, you know, his mother lived in Iwate, far from Tokyo. And, um, but, you know, and then I knew he has another woman at the time from the start. So I just told, told that to the family court. But the judge told, never accept, accepted my, you know, what I said. I mean, because I'm not a custody holder. And then the judge just said, I am not a custody holder and the parenting is by done his grandmother, his mother, I mean, children's grandmother. He said, that's why it's the answer because he's a custody holder. Um, but my friend of mine, he is a you know, left behind parent also. He is a really clever man and he checked, he investigated and they found he has another woman um, but, uh, you know, he's not married, I mean, on the record. And then I just, you know, submitted the evidence, other kind of evidence to the court. But the court ignored my autumn, the evidence that I submitted. But, you know, because, maybe because of the evidence, they, the family court, finally investigated their, about my children last November, November 2020, finally. And then... On the record, on the survey, my son said he want to see me. He want to see my mother. Uh, he want to see his mother, myself, 
I heard from before that my son was scared about me. He was just like humble. How can I say? Feel bad when he remember he when he think about me or something like that. My ex was just keep keeping you know insisting like that. But in according to the survey you know done on November twenty twenty. It was, you know, on the survey, I just wrote, uh, I just read, he, he said, my son would say, he wants to see me, he wants to, you know, he is interested in me, but other hand, he is scared, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, what I, what he, what I will do he, to him, he is scared about that. I never do that, I mean, the kind of bad thing to my son, of course, never, but my son, that's why ambivalent feeling. I mean, he he wants to see me. He is interested in me. But on the other hand, he is scared about me. You know, but he has a lot. He, he want to. He want a lot of presents from me. On I just wrote. That's why I bought a lot of presents. I know what he was. You know, talking on the survey. That's you know. That's why like a logic and cards. You know, kind of toys and. Of course, about my daughter, she became um, eight this April. Um, so that's why I wanted to, you know, give her. Also, of course, she's she got she turned to be eight. So that's why she, of course, she, my daughter Ayano and my son Toa, I sent birthday present to them. I mean, to them. I mean, the address is not true. I mean, I found. I mean, the my friend of mine, he's clever. He found the address, but. The address was not the true, uh, the true actually, but I mean, but the how can I say? But the I send the you know present to the address that the ex husband Tony said I should send. You know, and that's why I used the address. But that was but the address was not the truth. Maybe I send the report, right? The writing, my writing, English. So you understand, right? Yep, definitely send it over. I will link it to the show notes so people can see the proof of what you're trying to say and see that all this is real, not made up by you. But with that said, if your kids end up listening to this podcast, once they grow up a bit, they Google you and then they figure out these links to these podcasts and they listen to it, what will your message be for them? I am Japanese, also they, of course, they are Japanese, and uh, so I should talk to, uh, talk to them in Japanese, of course. But the reason I speak in English now that, I mean, unfortunately, few people care about the child abduction, as I explained, because of the kind of cultural stuff. That's why I want to reveal everything what is happening in this country to the world. That's why I'm using English now, even though my poor skill, um, English skill. But, you know, uh, in, okay, in English, I will say, I, I want, really want to see, see, you know, see my kids. And I'm so, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> never forget. Maybe they, they, they will not believe me, but I never forget them every single day or every single day. I'm, I'm always thinking about them. I don't know. I want to forget if I feel, I mean, relaxed more. I mean, 
uh, because eight years, you know, depression in the in this depression, I want to ex- escape from this feeling, you know, depression. But I have to face. I mean, I, I because I'm a mother, I gave I gave birth to them. That is the reality, and and I'm, I want to. I am not a good mother. Maybe I, I'm I'm not a robot like other typical Japanese, you know, moms. Like you know, really, the human relationship is really complicated here in Japan. Like I told you, like, like I said, um, uh, people have to pretend that um, you know that you know we are a good mother or a robot. I mean, we have to calm and gentle. But we are human. I am human. I am not not a robot. I have emotion. Um, and then maybe because of my character, I'm I'm a maybe different from childhood. I mean, from other other people other people around me. But I unfortunately I was also educated under the Japanese system. So that's why maybe I'm a little bit robot. Maybe maybe from you. From you guys, I mean, point of view, I mean, from all over the world. Um, and then I noticed this country, this nation is very, um, you know, how can I say, behind. But many people don't know that because of, the, um, you know, we are, we are victims, educated under this society. So I'm worried about my kids. And about my son, Toa, he said of the survey, November 2020, he wants to see me. He's interested in me. Uh, but on the other hand, he is scared about me, of me, you know. But Toa, I, I love you so much. Um, I will I will talk to you in Japanese when I when we when we can see. If possible, face to face, of course, I will talk in you in Japanese. Um, but you know, and uh, and then my daughter, she was breastfeeding baby at the time. Now she became eight. I am not. Uh, I want to see you too, of course. Both of you are my my kids. Uh, never, never forget you. I will never forget you. I want to see them. Uh, please find me. Um, I will do. I will not do anything bad to you. I mean, I am a mother. I'm from from the bottom of my heart. I worry about you because that maybe your new wife and new new mother. I don't know. Maybe you know my ex husband's women will do uh, abuse or something. I don't know because I don't have any information. If you want to escape, I want to protect you. Really, I want to. Because I'm mother, I might want to. I just worry about my kids. So I know I'm. Uh, really, I never forget you. Never. I cannot. I try to forget you, actually, because I would. I, I wanted to escape this depression feeling, but I couldn't because you are my kids. 
every day, every single day for eight years from the abduction. I never, never forget you. I'm thinking of you all the time. I want to, I want to tell you that, you know, in Japanese when I face, see you face to face, of course, in our original language, language. But on the other side, maybe you should learn English too, because this nation, if you know, yeah, uh, only you know, if you if you don't know, I mean, if you know only Japanese society, maybe you will think this nation is good. You know, we are educated, we are manu- manipulated. Actually, you know, I mean, you don't know yet because you're children. But when you became you know, became older and grow, growth, maybe you will notice because I know you are not stupid. This nation is really behind because we cannot see each other even though we are mother and children, you know. This is Japan. You know, the why they, you know, I mean, the Lawyers and government, how can I try to cut off our relationship? Why? Because, you know, they want to arm. The lawyer can arm a lot of money if the cutoff period, you know, gets longer. You know, I don't want to tell my kids about the dirty words, but I have to say that actual world, I mean, of course, I want I want to give my children only good dreams. I mean, hopes, hope, dream. You know, only good points. But the reality is not only good, good points. I mean, people, many people always think about money, interest. So, I also, I was also, you know, I I I didn't know that. I mean. That's why I was deceived by the proclaimed human rights group groups, you know, a member of the human rights group, you know, Masami Kimura. That's why I gave the custody. Since, you know, you know, so maybe also you should learn English, then you should learn global standard concept. Actually, I learned on my own. I didn't have money. I mean, I couldn't fa- afford to study abroad. I mean, I wanted to learn abroad. And then I asked my mother when I was a high school, a junior high school student. And she said, why? We are not rich. You know, you should not do that. And then, you know, it's not, doesn't make sense if I want to learn, if, you know, um, to learn abroad. I mean, she, she, she told me like that. That's why I, I had a motivation if she said, if my mother says, study, study, learn, learn, if she said, then maybe I was stupid. I didn't learn. I didn't study. But she, she is maybe strange, uh, different from other people. She said, I should not learn because we are poor. You know, we are not rich. We should not learn. You know, learning is, doesn't make sense. She always told, used to tell me. That's why I studied. That's why I learned on my own, English and other kind of stuff. And then I went to university, even though she should not, she said I should not, but using scholarship. Then I, you know, I brought, I could brought the view, you know, even though my 
as you know now, I mean, my English speaking skill is not good, poor, because, you know, there is a limit learning in, in this nation. But, uh, you know, when it's come to reading and um, writing, you can do on your own. If you don't, you, I mean, you don't have to go to school. I mean, I just learned on my own, just let many articles, you know, just to try to, just to keep keep learning, keep, of course, if you don't want to do that, if you don't have to, I mean, I don't want to push, push you guys. I mean, like, I mean, you have rights to be free. I mean, how can I say, but I hope you will have a motivation to go ahead um, to your dreams, what you want to do in the future. I don't know your hobby, what kind of hobbies do you, you like or what kind of TV shows, what kind of cuisines and food you like. I don't have, I have no information, so I cannot say, you know, I mean, I cannot advise you, you know, I mean, about your dreams or hopes because I don't have no information right now, but just to stick to what you want to do. And then I will support you. I want to support you. Now I want, I don't know. I have no information, so I cannot, but I'm searching for you now, even now. But in Japan, if you keep searching, it's illegal. I'll be arrested because I don't have the custody holder. This is Japan. But I don't, so that's why inside the legal um, frame, I have to move. But I will find, I never give up because I'm a mother. Um, anyway, in, I will talk to you in Japanese, our original language, when, I, when we, if possible, see each other you know, in the future. And then immediately, I hope I, I, I can, I, we want to, I, I can, I want to see them immediately. Immediately, really. That's all. Thank you, Amy, for spending time with us talking about what happened with you and the unfortunate situation that you are in. I hope that people who are listening in understood how dire the situation is in Japan and how corrupted the politicians, lawyers, and the judges who are in Japan. With that said, I would like to remind everyone that our goal here is to share knowledge with you guys and show that you are not alone in this. If you need specific legal advice, please get your own independent advice from a qualified legal practitioner. If you're a minor, or if you happen to have difficulties in understanding certain parts within this episode, please approach a responsible adult or someone knowledgeable and ask them for clarifications. We have done our best to make sure that it doesn't offend anyone. And if you have further questions or comments regarding Find My Parent or this interview, you can always email me at sk at findmyparent.org. If you're someone who got separated from your own parent and would like to find your parent again, please go to findmyparent.org and fill out your details. With the help of our smart algorithms and matching technology, we hope to help you find your lost parent or child again. If you are a part of an NGO or even a private company passionate about this topic, please reach out through the contact us page in findmyparent.org and we hope to work together with you. Alright folks, that's it for today. Speak to you soon. Take care. Till then.
just like me.